my jam at work. <laughs> That's why we're playing it today, because of your story. What can I say? When I'm working in pastry or in the bakery department at Farmer's Fisher's Bakers, this is my song. I've tweaked the words a little bit, and the El Salvadorians I work with really appreciate it. Because as opposed to Alejandro, Alejandro, I go, trabajando, trabajando, which means like, get your ass to work, like, work, work, work. See, I, you came in this morning and you were singing, trabajando, trabajando. So I go, oh my don't God. Don't call my name, don't call my name. Trabajando. <laughs> and that's all I do. That's all pretty much all I do at work. I play this song on repeat while I'm sitting there and eating dough. Be like, Trabajando, Trabajando. <laughs> oh my god, they, between that and uh, Leche de Tigre. Dude, they think I'm insane. I told you that last week one of the guys like spent like, they never really talked to me. And he spent this entire shift talking to me. And that Just at the very end, he'd be like, so, what's your husband's name? <laughs> that's what he asked. And that was it. Like, we spent the entire time talking all day long. I thought he wanted to get to know me, but no. What's he just wanted husband? to know, like, hey, what's your husband's name? I was like, man, do they all think because this, like... And it's all because during Christmas time, I didn't care. I was working with all the ladies in the back anyways. And so they had, like, these little elf ears or, like, reindeer antler, like... Yeah. What do you call those? Bandanas or yeah, something? Sure. Well, it's a headband. Like a headband, right? And I was wearing them around because I was just, you know, being part of the team. And since sure. I was serving desserts to people, I thought it was funny. Whatever. They did not think it was funny, and now that Leche de Tigre, the fact that I sing Lady Gaga, Trabajando, Trabajando, that, trabajando. now they just straight up ask me, like, so what's your husband's name? <laughs> what do you say, by the way, Teddy? Well, no, I just go, uh, Alejandro? I don't know. Oh my God, Sammy, I, it just cracks me up all the time, your life story, because you are straight. That's the thing, people always think you're gay. Has that bothered you ever? No, I mean, it doesn't really bother me. It bothered my parents for the longest time, because they actually finally sat me down and were like, we know you're gay. <laughs> and I was like, what? They're like, we know you are. Stop being a little bitch about it. And I was like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Thanks, guys, for being so progressive, but like, <laughs> right. I'm not. Like, oh my God. Yeah, so, well, I, I tell people this, like, I don't care enough about my body to be gay. That is true. That I is know. so true. I know. See, and that's my problem is because I care so little, you're like, I'm becoming gay. You are, yeah, you're <laughs> just like, ah, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. It is true. I feel the same way. Oh, my God. Welcome to Hey Frage Podcast. I'm Sarah Frazier, along with my co-host and hysterical, hysterical friend, Sammy Kay. Trabajando, <laughs> trabajando. Or as he's affectionately known as. Now he has so many nicknames. You're, you're Critter. Critter. A.K.A. Leche de Tigre. Leche de Tigre, yeah. Um, A.K.A. What, what's your husband's name? <laughs> what's your husband's name? A.K.A. the gringo in the kitchen. I get a lot of good nicknames. Names. Oh my God, Sammy, it's so, so good. Um, we have an incredible show today. And oh my God, Sammy, I'm just praying, please be nice. I don't even know if I want to talk about this, but you know. I'll be nice. I told you I'd be nice. That's <sighs> a line, by the way. I'm going to rip into them. Oh my God. You know, we tell everything on this podcast because I, Sammy and I got t so tired, by the way, of fucking radio where you can't say anything. You can't say anything about people. Ugh. It's so much. It, Oh, radio. And speaking of, I got a bunch of emails. I'm getting so many emails, and people adore you. You're getting trolled, you. I heard, too, pretty hard. I'm getting trolled as well on Twitter. <laughs> I'll tell you all about that. But I'm also, um, yeah, so anyway, I, I want to talk about this because it's, I, 
Oh, I'm getting a ton of emails. So Sammy basically, and, and one of the interns just walked in, so this will be really this interesting. Be I awesome. feel like we should talk about this ASAP before the interns get here. But Sammy and I are going back and forth, and one of, you know, we have our live show, January 29th, yeah. which is sold out. Mm -hmm. So uh, about a week ago, one of our interns said, hey, would you mind if I sang a song to open the show? Yeah. On January 20th. Exactly. So I said to her, I said, well, send me your, your stuff, your YouTube videos, and we'll take a look. But yesterday, Sammy went out on a, went on a fucking rant about the interns and how basically you don't think that we should have any more. Is that right? Well, no. I th okay, I th like I said, I think they're just empty bodies. Like, most of them are just empty space. Like, they just sit here. They don't do anything. They're not really helping out at all. I know you just walked in, but don't worry. Like, it's this fine. This is with the exception of you. Yeah. You're actually, well, I was actually talking about this yesterday, and I was saying there's two good ones, and there's two just horrendous ones. And the two, oh, the two good ones, oddly enough, showed up when I'm talking about the two horrendous ones. And so I just think that they're completely worthless and they don't help out at all. And like, here's my thing. We're trying to do the best we can for this podcast and they should be thinking the best you can. They're not. They're thinking about themselves and how they can somehow pro propel their careers. By the way, 338 views on YouTube does not warrant you selling, singing to a sold-out improv crowd. But here's my thing. What I don't like that you do is you will tell them this in front of them. And yesterday we asked them straight out if they liked you because you said you were not accepting their friend request I was until not. they respected you. Yeah. But what do you mean by respect? I feel like no. They I said do until they you. like me. Until they like me. I don't care if they respect me because I know they're never going to respect me. They're not those kind of people. But, like, like me, that's it. I was just like, you just got to be nice. Like, you got to like me. Like, at least when I walk in here, you're entering another show that I'm part well, of. Don't they you know? say hi to you? No, man. Are you, are you kidding me? Yesterday was finally the final straw. I have all this equipment. Okay, this huge tub full of all of our <laughs> podcast equipment. I'm walking in. They are just sitting there. They don't get up. They don't do anything. I put it on the stage, open up, lift up this huge table, put it on the stage by myself, put the chairs on there. I get the whole thing set up, and then finally they go, hey, where does this, like, mic uh, screen go? And I was like, are you kidding me? Fuck off. Like, you watched me do this entire thing, and now you're going to come help? You have them here to help you out on social media, but like most of the time they don't. They just sit there and it's the same exact angled picture every time. Because even though you have this huge space to walk around in, they're just gonna sit there, lean back, and be like, "All right, snap, got a picture of Sarah. All right, I'm good." So you and so I just think oh at God. this point, I think they're like, you know, I think I think some of them are more effort than they are actually help. And I've said that beforehand. These are the same interns that at the old station they interned for us, and they complained about me because I told them that they messed something up. You know, which I was like, are you kidding me? I had to go to HR know, and meet with them. Which was kind of strange. Which and was then very strange. Them. And they were like, well, because he was rude. Be like, no, no, no. Because I told you I have to do one thing. Two hours later, that one thing is still not done. People have the right to get upset. Get over it. Like, well, that's called the professional world. Like, that was do your really, job. That was tough. And then at the time, Flounder was filling in. And Flounder loved and it. And Flounder, well, Flounder felt like he had to report he it. He had to report it and this and that and blah, blah. And then you go along and decide, you know what? Let's get those same shitty interns that tried to get Sammy. Let's hire them for the Hey Frage podcast because that's going to make a lot of here's sense. Here's the thing. I really want to help people. And, and these guys have expressed to me, maybe not to you, but, you know, one of them wants a singing career. The other one is good in film. And he wants to be in the film You're business. You're using the word good very loosely, by the way. <laughs> such a dick and they're learning so i think that they've always been very sweet they were on board we have no money to pay interns okay we're not making any money yet but we will because we are going to sell commercials for this mm -hmm. which i know piss off the online community but it's got to happen because we have to make a living okay okay so 
I, you know, I want to help them out. And I feel like, you know, I don't know what you expect of them, but then you will tell them right in front of them that you guys basically suck. Well, at this point, it's just because I've kind of hit a, hit a final straw with them. Like, you know, like, I will ask them, you ask them for advice. Here's, can I help you? Can you help? Sammy, we want to do this. We want to help you with this. And they dropped the ball so many times before at the old station that it's tough for me to see them here dropping the ball again and not get upset about it. When I just, in there, because they're going to go and they're going to write down, on the resume, oh, I was a star intern at the, you know, at 107.3, I was a star intern for the Hey Frage podcast, and I just want to be like, actually, no, like, it was really, we didn't even, like, I didn't even really need you there. Like, I don't <laughs> use them at all. I don't have any other help. I'd like to say that I function completely fine on the Hey Frage podcast with zero intern help. <laughs> Other people here need the interns, okay? But like I, yeah, me, yeah, you're calling me out. Yeah. Well, what we need is somebody to social media, and like I said, one of them has expressed interest in film, so why not let him do that? Yeah, okay, and I agree with that. But just you know, I think you're also a, I don't know, a very highly ranked and downloaded podcast. You probably shouldn't be having shitty sideways YouTube videos <laughs> because someone sat there with their cell phone and then used, you know, I, like you need to have something more professional. And I think you're at that point that we need, you're more we need more professional. And no offense, the interns can watch a professional. They can help them out, carry cords and stuff. But I don't think they should be the ones making your videos and your <sighs> brand out there. Oh, boy. Especially when it's like when you're like, okay, you guys are in charge of getting me T-shirts. And I, by the way, this episode. That was Hazel, by the way. She's yeah. here. She well, did a good no, but, job. But yesterday when they were talking about the T-shirt fabric and stuff, they spent all this time talking about the fabric. And they're like, well, I'm going to bring in like 10 to 12 shirts next week. And we can figure <laughs> it out. I was like, I literally typed in what they were talking about. Soft cotton concert shirts. And boom, it came up. I go, American Apparel Soft Tees. That's what you got to order. <laughs> It was that simple. But for the intern, it's going to be this whole three-week-long process. they got to bring stuff in. They're going to bring in T-shirts. They're going to try to figure out what it is. It was like, no, no. I Googled it. Like, it's not that difficult. All right. Well, Hazel is here. Hazel's fine. I Hazel, like Hazel. Wait, Hazel's you wanna, great. Come here. Come here. Be on the podcast for okay. a sec. Because I want to ask you this. Maybe I'm not teaching them enough. That's what okay. I think. Like, maybe I'm not organized enough to teach them. Hazel, we really like you. Okay, that's good. I like both I'm of sure you, you might. I don't know if you actually are going to believe that after we just spent... 15 minutes trashing everyone, <laughs> but, but we do like you. Okay, Okay. cool. Uh, what do you think? Do you think that this is, like, are we not giving you enough guidance? Or do you think um, Sammy has a point? No one's doing anything. I mean, I think that, um, I mean, yesterday I feel like we were just sitting down. I mean, that's the truth. I think we Boom. should do more. <laughs> Boom. Um, Hazel's the best right here. I think, I you think. You know, and Hazel, I'm going to go accept you on Facebook right now. <laughs> I mean, like, I helped with the, um, those, um, what work I did Great was like the graphics and stuff for your following. And no, and that's okay. great, and that's what you're really good at too. Yeah. People and you also have your own podcast too. Aren't you starting up an old podcast? Um, no, I'm starting a YouTube. show. A YouTube show. Sorry, a YouTube yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm down with supporting this because she has. She's like, mm -hmm. okay, look at this skill I have that you guys don't possess, right? That is this graphic design skill. But she's actually really good at it. It's another thing. If I walked in, I was like, all right, guys, I got this really good skill, basket weaving. I've never made baskets before, but I really <laughs> want to make baskets. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be your intern in charge of baskets. Weaving. I'm not going to do a good job. You know what I mean? So, all right. we Maybe there's a little bit of sitting around time. Hazelnut. Boom. Confirmed. <laughs> just so we know this. That was a nickname. All right. Well, I think we need to work on that. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like you guys are giving it your all. and Well, sort of. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, I have like, um, I work for another company, but it's not paid either. And I'm the, a director of communications. So, I, like, I do more social media. So, I have like a list of tasks. 
I have to do. Oh, so you think so the list it's of like, texts oh, might be like, good? If you're in control of like Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, you should like have a list of the passwords and like you know you're in charge of that. And then if you're in charge of graphics, you're the person for that. Okay. Graphics. So it's really so me not, doing it. not giving you enough instruction. Yeah, maybe. See, okay. so it's all your fault, Sarah. This is all your fault. <laughs> no. Well, then that's um, true. I think it's true. Like I, like I said, I like to have you guys in here because you want to help. And, yes. And, you know, the other interns that had come with us from 107.3, they really wanted to be a part of it. I thought, hey, they can immediately help. I think they're doing a good job. Okay. That's, that's your opinion. I have my own. Anyway, Hazel, all right. We need it. Then and like I'll get I said, a, I'll, get a, uh, I'll get a, pa- a password sheet. And I'm willing to look at it. And I'm willing to sit there and give them all a second chance. But I'm just saying that as of now, <laughs> we have been, you know, bumping heads for a while now. Oh, my God. Just a little. Yeah. Well, our other intern just walked in, too. Yeah, what's up? He knows what's up. He's the one that didn't answer the question yesterday when he asked <laughs> if he likes him or not. <laughs> he knows what's up. Yeah, Brendan knows what's up. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys have, you know, maybe we need to have a little intervention. I mean, I'm sure Brendan has some feeling, you know, interesting feelings. Interns for you. don't like, have feelings, Sarah. That's the issue. That's what we have to get past. <laughs> like, everybody yeah, knows this. As an intern for a year and a half at a radio station, I had zero feelings. They're like, hey, man, we know you just spent eight hours yesterday reorganizing all the CDs, but I just got five more, and I want to make sure they're all in alphabetical order, which means you have to take off every row reorganize and put them right back in. I spent hours and they didn't give a shit like and it sucks because like I don't want to be that kind of person but also I'm just like hey man when you come in you see someone carrying a bunch of shit help them out when da 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 you know do this it's just basic I don't awareness. know awareness awareness okay hey so maybe you can work on the awareness with the interns yeah I mean I think um, if someone's in charge of um, like film and social media then they'll like stick to that and then so everyone has like a job to do so not like like everyone is like doing that one job so okay. like things are getting done like ahead of time so all right shows on the 29th so you want people to already market it like two weeks ahead of time oh, yeah great. okay we got to work on that see it's hazel, me. It's hazel. Sorry, it's <laughs> all right thank you all right thank you um guys. look we have so much to get to on this show today i'm super excited because my friend and dc celebrity paul wharton is here Oh, he just oh got in the door. God. What's up? Paul Wharton is amazing. And Paul is going to be talking about the premiere. And many I have many other questions because, um, you know, D.C. has been known for the city of sixes, like not good-looking people. But D.C., I believe, is changing. And Paul has his own modeling agency. So I want to ask him all about that. If you're interested in modeling, fashion, Paul is the go-to person, and he has some major celebrity friends. And he was also on the first season of The Real Housewives yes. of D.C. So it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to rack his brain to see if... Are you going to watch? You don't watch any Real Housewives, do you, I'm not going to watch Real Housewives. Fuck that shit. Does no. your husband? Does my husband? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes we sit around, we drink hot cocoa, and watch Real Housewives. Well, um, no, here's... Like, I just, I don't, it's just something that never appealed to me, I guess. Uh, like I said, I usually sit around at home, and I watch... Animal documentaries and smoke weed. That's pretty much all I do. Um, okay, well, yeah. so I'm just curious. Do you think a reality show will succeed in D.C.? No. I mean, it's now the Real Housewives of Potomac. It is not the Real Housewives of D.C. I just remember like when the real world was here, it was like the worst season of all time because they're not allowed in anywhere. People don't want them around. It's not like you're in Nashville or in Louis- like in some smaller city that, you know, what people love the attention. They never have TV crews there. We have TV crews around us all the time. We always have big things going on. People don't want to be part of that. And I think you're going to have a lot of restaurants and places that are going to be like, eh, no, we don't want your camera crews here. Uh, a lot of places in the district. I think maybe outside will be a way different thing because okay. the suburbs are probably, they're 
they're begging for that attention. Okay, so but that'll like, be interesting for Paul then, because it's the Real Housewives of Potomac. So this is supposedly happening in Potomac. One of the women is part owner of a restaurant over in Arlington, yep. Oz. That's you gotten Arlington- such horrible reviews, by the way. <laughs> That's the only thing I know about the show so far, is that that restaurant has, like, horrendous reviews. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like, it literally, does. I'm on Facebook yesterday. It's like, Real Housewives of Washington. Da-da-da. Nope. They're talking about the horrible restaurant she has, not even about the actual show. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is actually true. Uh, it's not good. Though a kangaroo skewer does sound delicious, I'm not going to lie. Oh, God, that sounds so rough. Uh, well, let's start the show so we can get in talking to Paul and hit some other stories. Let's do this. I have lots of stories that I want to talk to uh, Sammy about before we get Paul Wharton up here and on, including, um, you know, Powerballs tonight. I'm so... Do you feel like Powerball is such a racket? Dude, here's one. First off... It's such a sham. Did you not hear that it actually is? And they purposely actually made the odds even more difficult than they were two years ago, just so that the chances of it getting up to some crazy number, number would happen like, again. Like 1.4 like, billion. And that's exactly what it is. And I told you, what really upset me was my father called me... <laughs> What, Saturday? Three separate times, like, early. My dad doesn't wake up early at all. Like, he's like a he'll he's like a night owl, so he'll be up, like, at noon and stay up till whenever, right? Okay. So he calls me at 9 a.m., like, three different times. I'm at work, so I can't answer. I finally get off work. I text him, like, hey, Dad, what's going on? Is everything all right? Like, call me back, you know, because he didn't answer. All he does, he texts me back, buy Powerball tickets. <laughs> Dad, your My dad, dad because so... he lives in Florida and they don't have the Powerball in Florida. I mean, honestly, today I sent Dan to go get some, and I re- I hate to even do it because I feel like you miss out if you don't, so you have to do it. Yeah. But I really can't. I don't know. I just feel like it's such a sham, like it's such a racket. You're like you want to be in it, but you know, 1.4 billion. It's I a, hope I mean, there are multiple winners. There, oh, dude, that'd be awesome if there was just one winner. What I really enjoyed though was all the morons on Facebook who was like, <laughs> if the Powerball winners split the money with everyone in America, everyone would have 4.3 million dollars. And I was like, this motherfucker does not know how to do math. That's four dollars and thirty-three cents is what they would get. Four dollars. But they were like, did you not see it on Facebook? It was like if everyone, if, no. if the Powerball winner was, if the Powerball like. You know, winnings are split between every American. Every American will get $4.3 million. But yet, if you do the math, just simple, you know, division. You it's realize $4. It's $4.33. <laughs> this guy's a moron. But yet, somehow, it was shared like 50,000 times. And everyone's posting it all over Facebook. Being like, do the right thing. And I was like, yeah, do, do the, the right, right thing. thing. Do math is what you should be doing. Well, Mark Cuban, the billionaire who's on Shark Tank and then, of course, owner of the Mavericks and the Dallas Mavericks, he came out and said, in his opinion, this is what you should do if you win. So if you and your dad win tonight, Sammy, okay. first of all, you have to advertise on the podcast. Oh, really? Yes. If No, if my dad and I win tonight, all right? Yeah. Tell you what, though, the podcast is going to be advertising on me, all right? <laughs> I am going to, we're going to have everything. We're going to have the newest, biggest studio. We're going to pay people to get tattooed with Hey Frazier right across oh, their forehead. And the poor interns, because you'll basically be in charge. Nope. 
No, they'll be fired. <laughs> yeah, <not> great. <laughs> well, here's what he says that you should do absolutely first. Hire a tax attorney, because this was what I saw trending on my Facebook yesterday. I saw on my Facebook a bunch of companies, including radio stations, saying if you like and share this, we'll automatically split the winnings if we win. Uh-huh. So like a ton of that. And then this Mark Cuban article. So he says the first thing that you should do is hire a tax attorney. Don't take the lump sum. You don't want to have or even open yourself up to the opportunity of blowing it all in one spot. If you weren't happy yesterday, you won't be happy tomorrow. It's money. It's not happiness. You believe that? I do. I've heard him say that a lot of times. That's like his quote for life. He says, if you were happy yesterday, you're going to be a lot happier tomorrow. It's money. Life gets easier when you don't have to worry about the bills. That's pretty awesome. True. I'm looking forward to that day. Uh, Tell all of your friends and family, no. They will ask, tell them no. If you are close to them, you already know who needs help and what they need. Feel free to help some, but talk to your accountant before you do anything. Remember this, no one needs $1 million for anything. Do you believe that? Uh, yeah. What do you need $1 million for? Uh, well, advertising. Local, well, well, okay, okay. And on our salaries. Yeah, but that's like different. See, that you want $1 million because really... You I'm could, surviving on nothing. You really. could just sit there, get one of those signs, and go spin it outside of the improv, you know, woo! <laughs> Hey, Fresh Podcast! Wow! You know, dancing around. You can do that, and that would cost you not $1 million. Okay, you're right. Uh, Don't become a smart investor when you win the lottery. Don't make investments. You can put it in the bank and live comfortably forever. You will sleep a lot better knowing that you won't lose your money. I was surprised at that tip because I... Uh, whenever I have a job, I'm always saving money and investing in the stock market. Do you do that? I do not invest in the stock market. You no, don't. no, I refuse to invest in the stock really? market. Really? Um, I would. I invest in people. I invest in like different, like small companies and stuff like that. But usually, not in the stock market. Thank no. you for your investment. Well, yeah, thank you, thank you. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Well, it is your time. I was shocked at that because the first thing I thought to myself is, okay, well, Bowtie Joe works in finance. I'd give him money. And then I, I have all my investments with UBS Financial. And when I say all my investments, I use that real loose. But I would also think, okay, get in the stock market, diversify. But don't they also, like I think, look at the fact is 70% of people who had unexpectedly come into large sums of money end up broke within seven years. Yeah, they do. I know that's also broke why I within hate, seven years because they're, they're probably participating they're in probably this. sitting there investing in all this. People are taking advantage and be like, "Man, we got the stock; it's going to flip like this," and they're losing tons of money. Uh, and here's what he says: So while buying a lottery ticket isn't exactly something successful people do, Mark Cuban has a great rationale for how you should be spending your money. He says it's okay to spend two dollars for entertainment value if you have ten dollars. Go to the Mavs game. Was his final cue. Oh, smart man. Yeah. So anyway, there's some advice if you win tonight. I I mean, I've got five tickets, but I'm not all that excited about it. That's good. You did the right. Are you the quick pick? Or did you actually pick out your numbers? No, quick pick, because I hear that that's how you win. I mean, yeah. I don't, the, your chances are higher by doing quick. I see people sitting there in that line just doing circles. <laughs> I, I will say what I did do, though, was yesterday. I went because I have a convenience store in the basement of my apartment complex. Yes. I went and I stocked up on what I would need from there, knowing that today, if it's anything like it was on Saturday, the lines are going to be outside and around the block, man. Uh, oh, my God. They're going to be crazy Crazy, crazy all as, day. You waited to the last minute just like I did. Hey, we always encourage you uh, to follow us on social media and email with stories, interesting things that you have. Uh, my Twitter, my Instagram, and soon-to-be Snapchat 
I just, I just figured out that on Snapchat, you can't change the username. So I have the STM10731. Oh. You can't, you can't change, the change username? it to Hey Frage. Oh, yeah. that sucks. So I got to delete and start all over. So eventually it It'll will be, be Hey Frage. H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E. That's where you can find me. Sammy's is at the Sammy K, S-A-M-Y-K. So mm-hmm. follow us, please, and share the podcast. Oh, my God. We're still up on iTunes, new and noteworthy trending. If you leave a review, that helps us so much. So please, please. Please, please leave a review share the podcast with someone that's never heard and of it. here's the thing i want to comment too i was reading what? through the reviews of other podcasts and i will say our listeners are much more intelligent than the other ones just based <laughs> on the grammar in our reviews it was so much better than the grammar i read in other reviews of other podcasts so i just want to say that's kudos good. to you guys like that was phenomenal we have some smart listeners oh my god you can also email us sarah with an h at hayphrase.com which is some of the things that i want to get to before we talk to paul wharton so uh first of all i want to say hi to rymac who wrote on uh, my blog uh she says i really love the podcast you guys are the right balance of smart and funny um i'm looking forward to every single episode then also hey sarah I love the podcast. I used to listen to STM every day. I love your excitement and energy and laughter on the podcast. It's so uplifting and inspiring. I didn't hear about the podcast until recently, and I'm only up to episode five. But episode four about your old boss made me wonder, have you ever considered doing a show on the behind the scenes in radio? Uh, You and Sammy have mentioned how radio shows are fake and there are things you couldn't say or do on STM and how uh, your old boss was hated in the industry. I'd love to hear more. Well, you are a couple episodes behind. Yeah, because I rail into them soon. Don't worry. You just wait. Like I think it's like episode six or seven. Well, and we had so. Amo on. What was Amo on? Episode nine? Yeah, so that also went, went hard on that one, too. So. so there's a lot more to come in the radio business. But I will tell you this. In probably 40 to 50% of all the email I get, people have more questions in radio. Do you think we should keep talking? Do you think we should keep doing a segment about the radio business or just when it works? We I mean, talk? when it works, we talk talk about it. I don't know it's just kind of a past it's like a it's a past thing like I th- like I think I find it quite interesting that people don't realize but my first job ever on radio was I used to work for uh, United Stations oh that's that was right. my you first job ever in radio callers. and I was a fake caller and that was what I did I would get a list every night beforehand and email saying this time this phone call this time this number this time this number what character I'd be playing I always had to play like some kid who got caught with marijuana and his parents were calling in the station for him like <laughs> always played that but I did that, and they paid me like 50, I think it was 45 bucks a phone call. Okay, well, this is more insider, right? So people might, you, you might not know this, but there's a company called United Stations, and it is true. Whenever you hear anybody being pranked on the radio or like a mom calling in and she left her, I don't know, uh, oh, like, 90, like a babysitter. What was the, every radio station has done the babysitter who leaves the monitor in the crib and then uh-huh. like goes to a party. All those calls are fake. Yeah. And, and any sort of cheating things, all that stuff is fake. And it's used by actors. And what and happens, I used to be one of those actors. That is amazing. I don't think I even knew that yeah, you Yeah, that was my one. first job. When I was an intern at the radio station, my dad had a friend of his that actually used to work at United Stations and was like, well, my son wants to get into radio. Can you hook him up? He's like, I can pay him to do like voices. We need kids. We need like young sounding people. Oh my God, remember? And so I did it only for a while. And then once I got on the air, my voice became known. And so they immediately were like, hey, sorry, you can't because other radio people are like, wait, is that Sammy? He can't. Like, why is he on our show? Do, no, do, like, <laughs> pretend to be someone else. Because my voice is pretty distinct. Voice. Yeah, yeah. So beforehand, it was fine until I started. But yeah, man, I did voices. That's all I did. Like, when I first started Hot 995, I did voices for the night show. 
Oh my God! Look, if you yeah. want to make extra money, Google United Stations. I believe they're actually in Virginia, and uh, you can. I think New York. They're in New York. New okay, York. one of their home bases um, is in New. You're right in mm-hmm. New York. There's another one in Virginia. I don't know what it's yeah. called, but yeah, you could be a, a fake caller for the radio. It's pretty awesome. They just I, tell you what to do. You got to call up, talk so to someone. Bad. Oh, it's, it's so, so cheesy. Fucking lame radio. It's so lazy. But then you get so to become. Lazy. But then you get to become the laughing stock of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, for a day. Like that's awesome. Ish. Not really. <sighs> Look, I always tell you there's red tape in radio. Someday I'll be able to tell you more. I can't tell you that right now. Uh, I'm always happy to talk about the radio business, always. I mean, look, I, I, I love the medium. Do I love the business? No. And like I always say, the best thing that could happen to radio is major companies, Cumulus, uh, CBS, iHeart, all those guys failing, mm-hmm. and then selling to smaller venture capitalists, millennials like you. Who own who co- understand yeah. local and understand, understand yeah. and just understand talent and push the limit and and also a lot of times I think what's so crazy is like in some situations it's worth paying sixty thousand dollars for an FCC fine for a personality that you believe in yep. and that they're doing something real mm-hmm. but the reason that United Stations and a lot of this fake crap has happened is because companies don't want to be sued anymore and no. they've put the onus on the jocks so you have to do fake stuff. You can't even, and a lot of jocks are lazy. I'll yeah. just say it. I mean, most of them don't want to sit there and do, you know, prank call a state, a, a restaurant, and then call them back and go, "Hey, can we da, use da, da, this? Can we use this? You got to get we'll, permission." And we'll even then, people don't realize that when you try to do real prank calls, you're doing ten to get maybe one okay one. Right, it's the and truth, and it's a lot of time. Like, so I would ask you this, because because on this show we are going to be real and we're not going to do anything fake, which was also on STM. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think at first we might have tried like one fake thing or something. And then it was like, nah, I, I don't, yeah. it just, it's so bad. It's so bad. I couldn't do it. So, uh, you know, we said absolutely not. When this show goes air, we are not going to do anything mm-hmm. fake. So what do you think, though, for morning shows? And not that I consider us a morning show, but do you think just real wins? Oh, of course. Well? I think people want to see, people look at reality TV as a prime example. And the fact that reality TV used to be so good and now it's so shitty because it's all, it's fake. all fake. Same exact concept. Same exact concept. Like when you have something like that, like even like, you know, if you look at like music, like authentic hip hop, like that was real hip hop. You know, that was amazing. Everything that came out. And now you have such, you know, you have a lot of fake shit that comes out that you have horrendous music that comes out. And it's kind of dumbing down what the art form was originally or intently. So. Oh, it's so true. I do begin to think that the Real Housewives has become so fake, which with that parlay. Can we, Paul Wharton is here. Paul, <laughs> I am. Oh my God, Paul! I feel like. Are you probably nervous? You're like, oh my God, wow. these two are gonna no. pump me for all the information. Here, I, we don't want you to fall off the stage. No. And how are they gonna take my picture from? Okay, from my back of my. Head? Well, no, we'll have you approve okay, them all. You'll do that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hello. Hey, hey. Paul, What's have going you up, Paul? ever met Sammy? No, I don't think so. Dude, we've met so many times, oh, and parties? every time I meet you, you always say I've never met you. But we did like, <laughs> we did like the f- like fashion for pause shit together numerous you know, times. We we have done like some hello. Georgetown fashion thing numerous times. No, I was we're like on in a the board same with room. You. you know he's real funny acting this one over here. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was like, we, were on, we were on a board together for like some Georgetown fashion thing for the Georgetown bid. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, people look at me and they think I'm the diva, but Sammy it's really, K, I'm the diva. He's the one. I am the diva. I, oh, everyone knows that. The one, oh my god, I've worked with him. He can be such a bitch. Have you seen him when he's not in a good mood? He's at had a his club? moments. <laughs> I just sit back in the back and sip my cocktail and let it go. I just, just let, let it go. Let it rip. <laughs> one manly melt down at a time. This one over here. Well, 
I adore you, and I just feel like you are one of the biggest DC celebrities. You are so amazing. You have amazing celebrity friends, which I'm so jealous of all wow. the time because I always you, see Sarah. you. Well, you're a big celebrity friend of mine. Oh, good. And I miss and our I'm Fox like, Five days together. You know, well, we're I still know, both on there, not? but we used to do things together. together. I know. Wasn't that fun? That was amazing. I loved it. I like, like I said, I love you and Sarah together. So, well, we're working on a little show concept. We're like the DC um, Kelly and Michael. Oh, I agree. But we oh. just need their money. Is Sarah Michael? <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> I am not Michael. You know, actually, I'm not offended by that. Uh, why would you be offended I would by be that? Kelly in like two seconds. Kelly's I'm awesome. Yeah. perfectly fine with that. I'm totally obsessed yeah. with that. Okay, fine. I'll be Michael. I'll, <laughs> house. Yeah. I'll be Michael Strahan. Um, so look, we want to yeah. talk so many things about your life, what you're doing, and then, of course, The Real Housewives of Potomac premieres this Sunday. Yeah, that's exciting, huh? So first of all, you have some tons of insider info on reality shows because you were actually on The Real Housewives of D.C. The first I was on, season. yeah, the, the only season. Only. Yeah, the only season of The Real Housewives of D.C. I started in reality TV back in 2002 when I did that show Made on MTV. I don't know if you all remember that. Yeah, Do you remember, I remember Made? made. But what it was, was like, Made? Made was, I want to be first, I want to be Made, where they take young kids that had this dream of becoming um, a football star, a prom queen. In my case, I did the girl that wanted to become a model. Okay. And it had never been done before. And so we start shooting it in 2002. It aired in February 2003, and it was the highest-rated original MTV show at that time. And it was actually, it came out before America's Next Top Model. It was a big deal at the time. And uh, so is that how you became known in D.C.? Or were you known before that for, like, being a hairstylist, celebrity stylist? What was your, like, first Well, I've never been a fame? hairstylist. My okay. first real claim to fame is I lived in New York, and I did Made on MTV. Okay, that was the And then the when big... I did Made, I got a job on Ricky Lake from Made. Because oh, Michael Rourke... No way! Ricky Lake? Mm-hmm. That go, is... Ricky! Yeah, go, go, Ricky! Go, Ricky! Go, Ricky! Rock the house! And you know, the, <laughs> and you know Lauren Lake from... Uh, Paternity court. Is it maternity court? Yeah, I think paternity. Paternity court. Paternity paternity court. court. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. that was my Sarah Frazier on Ricky Lake. She and oh. I, me and Lauren Lake were hooked up together as partners, and we used to make women over, teach them how to get dates. This one woman was a kickboxer. We took her to the Waldorf Astoria. She had on some Birkenstocks and, you know, this, the whole thing. We used to give them a full makeover, go down to Lomans downtown. And, yeah, Ricky was a lot of fun. I did full-figure model searches and all sorts of things oh, on Ricky. Oh, that's awesome. And was, how was Ricky like to work with? Fantastic. Really? She was she actually was nice? She was fantastic. Yeah, she was really, really, truly nice. And I don't know, that girl must have made so much damn money. Because they oh, were sending have, me checks, ye like, years after that show was over. Because really? Because it was an after show, and it was on in so many countries. Wow. And, you know, I mean, they got smaller as time went by, but I was just, every time I got one, I just thought about Ricky. <laughs> and I thought, why aren't we better friends? I mean... Why aren't we better friends? But no, it was a great experience. Well, I was going to say, I guess maybe I always feel like you're a celebrity hairstylist because you have the most fabulous hair. Well, thank and you. And you have to be known for your hair. I'm kind of known for my hair, but I have never done hair. But when people see me in the store or out on the street, because on The Real Housewives of D.C., they said celebrity stylist. And I think, yeah, well, you know, when you're just, is this an FCC show? I no, mean, I'm not going to let her rip. Yeah, you can let her rip, man. Oh, no. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> Let me just get down to it. Okay, yeah. you're a black gay guy on TV. They got to call you something. You're either going to be a hairstylist or a wardrobe stylist. You're some kind of stylist. So well, I wasn't really annoying. doing any of that. But that 
is what they called me, and that's what kind of stuck. So, well, here's my question then: like, what do you think the proper terminology would be for kind of what you? Well, do? I'm more of a lifestyle guy. Like, okay. you, you've been to my house, okay? Oh, so yeah, I'm great. I'm into uh, lifestyle cooking. I love shopping, decorating, entertaining. I certainly love fashion and style, but I don't dress other people. Like, yeah. you know. If you had a whole bunch of money, I would. But, you know, I mean, I don't, you know, make a habit. Oh, my God. You have got to give Sammy a makeover. I have been trying. I have been trying to do this for years. He gets so offended. Are you offended by that? What offends you by that, Sammy? Well, no, it's because Sarah is like, I want to give you a makeover. But then I've seen her makeover her boyfriends. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Boyfriends with an S? Yeah, like the past ones, the current one, any of them, you know. Shade. And every time I see the makeover, I'm like, no, 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 not you. Not you. I'll be walking around like in pleated khakis and some, you know, Eddie Bauer like plaid shirt, and that's like, here you go. You look very. You cute. have on a plaid shirt now. That's not a total makeover. Oh yeah, you're right. Actually, I didn't even realize I was wearing plaid today. <laughs> oh my god. No, we could do that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. What do y'all think about? Oh my god, I want. Think? Here's Everyone's my biggest thing up, so. is yeah. the hair. He he now has a full on comb over. Yeah, and we've I do have the comb this. over rocking. Yeah. We've addressed this. He wants. But what's to... all that stuff in it? It's like <laughs> oh, it's because it's like cr- Ritz cracker crumbs. I mean, what's going? What Probably. is happening? Probably. No? Probably. No, was it? No, no, man. Dress Kelly. You were Netflix and chilling so with somebody like that was eating that some my, saltines over your head. I have shampoo that, hey, that makes my hair grow, right? But the yeah. issue is, though, is it also <laughs> makes my scalp so damn dry. And so I'm oh always God. in this like weird you like, mean balance. That, that crumb it's t- that it's I see came off your scalp? It's oh, no. Man. Yeah. We got to yeah. leave here immediately yeah. and go to Irwin Goldman Salon. So that's what I'm saying. See, we're doing a live sold-out show January 29th. He needs a makeover before that. Cause Cause you don't you they might not recognize him, though. They want him for him and all of his manliness and all of <laughs> and his all my naturalness. grossness, yeah. First of all, we're isolating that clip about <laughs> with somebody eating saltines over <laughs> your, your head. head. I mean... <laughs> y'all should see it. No, but it's... It's, it's it's a look, and you're very unique, and you know what? I could spot you out of a crowd. Well, that's good. Important. See, that's, that's a nice thing, wants. I guess. I want to be spot out of a yeah, crowd. Yeah, you don't want to blend in. You want to be wallpaper. I'm not like a chameleon. Mm-mm. I'm like a panda bear. Well, but I don't Don't you think we could keep that um, Look, uniqueness? I told you I'd be down. I'd be down, Sarah. I'm hitting the point that I'm going to have to get made over sooner or later, either yeah. by a girlfriend or... Yeah, let's talk about your girlfriends. Who are you dating? How do you meet nobody? People? I am hanging so. How do you meet people? How do you guys? You know, <clears throat> you were just talking about how DC used to be a town of sixes. And yeah, I want to talk to you about this. Okay, but I want to know. <laughs> you still think it all is? All these? No, I don't think it is. I think the people are pretty hot, but I also think that when they go out, they don't talk to each other. Okay. And I'm also, you know, one of those people that. Well, no, I talk to do people. You talk, yeah. But sort of. I don't know. But when you're with your friends, you tend to kind of pair stick up with, with your, your friends. friends. You stick yeah, with man. that group. Um, and I'm always telling people that they shouldn't, but when I really look at myself, I probably do as well. So, what is the best place to go out and meet somebody <laughs> in D.C.? Are there places to yeah, go out and meet I think people? so. Sarah says so, but again, Sarah hasn't actually been out to meet somebody in Fuck years. Up. So, I think it's impossible. I actually find it very difficult. And even then, I find that a lot of the... If you're meeting them online, yeah. there's so many different... People have so many different perceptions that sure. it's really difficult to get in there. So, like, last girl I met, met her online... She was also meeting like 70 other guys and telling them what she wanted. On Tinder? Tinder, yeah. And she was like, I want to sit on your face. I want to do it to all these other guys while she was at my place, like making dinner with me. And so I got pretty jaded from that. And so I tried like the match.com on this girl, but it was so boring. Like the girl seemed so interesting on paper. And you get there, you're like, this is the shittiest thing ever. I've just been catfished a lot. So now I try to just meet people out in public. 
And I guess like. But that's what, what do they want? I mean, they catfish you and they want that they, they what? I, I mean, don't know. The, they just they think that I'm not gonna sit there and notice that something's really different. Like that's why okay. I post the most unattractive picture of me I can. Cause I'm like, look it. It only gets better from here. It right? only gets better from here. Best case scenario, <laughs> I'm gonna look a little bit better than this. You know, when I show up. So. I'll tell you this. I've never been on a dating site, and every city I go to, I meet somebody. When I was in New York, and everybody said Dan and I like broke up. We had our little moment. I dumped him. I was like, I'm in New York. I'm going out. Do you had to throw that in. Hey, she girl. dumped him. Yeah, you dumped him. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I, you know what? I went to a party one night. I automatically met people. I'll tell you why. It is so easy, but people here and everywhere, it's not just DC. Mm-hmm. My thing is this. You don't want to get out of your comfort zone, which I totally understand. You have to push yourself out of your comfort zone all the time. You have to tell people what you want. Sammy's biggest problem is this. And our best friend, Tiffany, I adore her. You, she never tells a guy what she really wants. What she really wants is to move in with a guy, have a long-term relationship, get married, and have a kid. Sure. She goes through all this dating stuff, and I don't want to like define the relationship. I don't want to push him. Instead of realizing, going out on a first date, and like, great, we hit it off. Okay, let's go on a second date. By the third date, you should be being clear about what your long-term By the third date. By okay. The third date. Not, when you really not like moving, someone, you could have in. first, second, and third date within a week. Absolutely. So I feel by the third date is a little bit soon. It does scare people. However, if someone really wants to be with you, like if that guy really wanted to be with her, he would be like, come on, baby, tell exactly. me you just want me. Tell yeah. me you want to have my baby, and exactly. let's get this thing ready and go. So the idea with a lot of people, women and men, they don't feel comfortable telling the other person what they really want is that they kind of know that they're still trying to convince that person to like them. That's really what it is. I think that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, and it's a hard because I've always had an outgoing personality. So mm-hmm. I think that it's a disadvantage for me to sit here and go, oh, you know what you need to do? Get to the bar 15 minutes early before your friends, sit at the bar and talk to a stranger. It's hard for some people to do that, which I think is why online dating is successful for people, and now we have many options. But I think you have to get out of your comfort zone. I think you also have to realize that there are shitty people. Not everybody's your match. People, But everybody takes it so personally, and then they become jaded, and they don't, you know, it's like, no. Are you, spe- are, you, are you speaking to me right now? <laughs> yeah, yes. we're looking right You're at looking you. looking right at me? Yes. Right in your eye. Well, I will say this, though. My new thing, because I am pretty much jaded about going out, though, if I want to meet people, I go to house parties. Because usually it's a bunch yes. of strangers that are Perfect. showing up and they don't really know mm-hmm. each other. And you're kind of forced to talk to each other. You don't have, like, the music. You don't have the bar atmosphere to kind of go on and distract you. So that is where I've been meeting people. But the problem is, though, I just... You are so full of shit. Because I'm telling you, we get I get emails all the time of women that want to know your status. You're successful. You have a successful side business in the food industry going. Mm-hmm. You're on this podcast. People know you as a media personality. That is such bullshit. I think you don't know what you really want. I don't. And I also yeah, I think, think I really like being single. Like I was a I was a relationship monkey yeah. for like probably ten years. Mm. I just swung from one relationship to the next to the next. Dude, I love this. And like I told Sarah beforehand, I've said this numerous times on other pro- like on other podcasts. I am four years behind you as far as dating is concerned. You had your hiatus where you just went completely dry. It was like the Sahara. Like, nothing got in there. Nothing <laughs> happened. You were not dating anybody. And I'm just doing my Sarah Fraser moment right now where I'm just kind of getting it out. And then I'll find my soccer, you know, well, let me ask you, you player two, boyfriend you two next. straight people. Two, two things. Yeah. One thing is... Do straight people have the equivalent of Grinder, where it's not like Tinder? Is that Tinder? Yes. Well, that was what Tinder. Oh, well, was we have Tinder as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Grinder is just like straight up Tinder like Let's do it. extreme. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, grinders probably. I think what's great about gay men is they're like more direct, right? Right. Like they're more like, like your friend needs to be. I totally want to have sex with you. I'm not really interested in a lot of conversation. When are we meeting? Like, I think you know with. Tinder. I mean, you have on Tinder. What I don't get is you have like straight women on there looking for other girlfriends. It's like right. get the fuck out and join right. a house party. Yeah, every now and again, like uh, yeah, the just looking for friends. I see on there are all these straight <laughs> women like just looking for other girlfriends. Sure. Really? Well, go the fuck out to a Pinterest party and meet women. A face Pinterest face. party? Oh my god! Make sure to bring your yawn and your fucking cats. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be. I don't want to insult people with right. Pinterest. Oh, sorry. No, it's like a <laughs> political party. Like get out and meet people. It's, I want to do a blanket sorry right now and then sorry I've become like to the point and we're forced to do this because yeah. we're both in media mm -hmm. but like I'm already resigned to not everybody's gonna like me I'm not everyone's Absolutely. cup of tea so if we go to a bar and I'm sitting next to you and I start talking to you but you have no interest cool I no longer take it as you know what the next time I go out I'm not talking to anybody because this guy wants but why are people me. swiping right and then they don't write the message a lot of my friends are like swiping right, swiping right, swiping right. And then I'm like, well, what happened? Oh, I didn't message him. Did he message you? No. What, so what's the what point the hell, then? Yeah. What is that all about? I, again, I think it comes down to people are not clear about what they want. The biggest issue my boyfriend Dan and I have, right? Dan is very clear. He wants to get married and he wants to have like at least one biological child. Mm -hmm. I am like, you know what? Someday I want to get married, but I would adopt kids. Like I wouldn't even think about having kids until I sure. was 38 or 39. Yeah. Totally want my career already know it. I'm in therapy. My therapist is always like, okay, your biological clock is ticking. We have to just recognize that you don't want to have a kid. I'm like, cool. Mm -hmm. I've recognized it. But Dan and I are both clear. So it's like now the question is, do we want to compromise? Do we want to change timelines or do we just want to go our own separate ways? And then... You know, you can't leave Dan again. <laughs> again, you left him once. This time, again. Again. it's gonna go left really quick. Do not leave Dan. Okay. Okay. I'm all for Dan. Okay. That's. I mean, <laughs> you know the Dan. What, what's Dan like? Dan is awesome. Here's the thing. I like Dan because he's kind of like a kindred spirit of mine. We're both a little bit nerdy. We like Star Wars stuff. We're kind of you know we try to be manly, but yet we're not really that manly. So that's why I appreciate. Oh, well, guys I did like notice Dan. that you said Dan when did. you go out and meet. People and I'm always interested when straight guys talking about going out to meet people and not like when I'm going out to meet a woman. Do you all notice that? You got a little uh, sway and yeah. little cream in your coffee. Oh no, I, dude! I think sexuality is. Uh, I think it's a scale, man. I'm definitely. Mm -hmm. I would say if I oh, could yeah, pick up, I'm like 30 percent gay, 70 percent straight. Easily. Really? Yeah, easily. When's your last gay hookup? But like, I've never had one. That's the dun, thing. Dun, like, I've dun. never hooked up. Like I said, I kissed the guy once, like in high school. <laughs> dun, like I've dun, never dun, like. Dun, 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 dun. I've never. All right, y'all. Like, the man. podcast is getting serious. <laughs> right. And I'm 50-50. No. Yeah, Sarah's 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sarah is no. Yes, absolutely. I feel like I could definitely, I I don't know if I could um, live with a woman long term. Sure. But oh my God, yeah. I could no, please. this Sarah is so is, interesting. What we wish. call Sarah, we call her bi-curious curious, which means she's curious <laughs> about how it would be to be bi-curious. Yeah. So she's never really like gonna. I know, I've never really acted on it, which is crazy because I went to an all-women's school for four years mm -hmm. and now I'm like, oh my God. I think I just hit my sexual prime later. Now I'm like, if I was there now, I would totally be Well, I've never talked about this publicly, but I will come out about something. A please. few years back. I actually ended up dating a woman for about nine months. No way! Really? Yeah. Yes, it was so secretive because that could totally ruin my career. <laughs> you know, it's like the exact opposite of like a Hollywood person that's sneakier that wants to be with their wife that's sneaking around with the guy for me. I'm like, I can't be seen with you. That's bad for the brand. Nobody's going to hire me anymore. But, but I, what was that like? Did it feel comfortable? Like, did you... 
Did it become well, obvious? Well, everybody that knows me is going to be like, what are you talking about? Well, a few people know. But, well, basically, what happened, and I don't know how much time we have, but I'll try to make Forever. it Forever. Right. <laughs> it's more like you. You have the busy schedule. Oh, please. This is I'm, our life. I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> and I, apparently, I'm open. Well, I was at a friend of mine's house up in Adams Morgan, and we used to go after we would go to, you know, out hang out at the mm-hmm. club, and we'd go back to his house, have a couple glasses of champagne. He's a straight guy. And he had a tenant that moved in downstairs in his rental unit, but he rented it through a brokerage, so he had never met the tenant. So the music's on, we're popping bottles, next thing you know, the doorbell rings. So this, you know, my friend is a little bit more timid than me, and I'm a little bit more take charge, so I said, you wait in here, you know, let me handle it. (laughs) You know, at his house, I'm taking charge. I love it. So I go to the door, I swing the door open, and I see this beautiful woman with obviously enhanced boobs that mm-hmm. were gorgeous and she had her. like yeah. a Daisy Duke plaid uh, Sammy K shirt tied under her you know lovely boobs Damn. yeah oh she was all there and the, and they were all out and her skin was great and anyway so she I says hey can I help you and she's like yeah uh, sorry but the music is a little too loud and I was wondering if you guys could you know maybe settle down and I said, okay. Oh, she said, my boyfriend has to get up and go to work in the morning. And I said, well, um, so my friend comes to the door. I said, James, ooh, I shouldn't have said his name. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I said, <laughs> I said, Tom, I thought you said that <laughs> there was just a girl that lived downstairs, not a, not a girl and a guy. He says, yeah, just a girl. And then I said, so you mean the boyfriend is not on the lease? And he said, no. I said, so I looked at her. I said, so listen, your choice is either you can come in here and have fun with us or you can go back downstairs with your boyfriend, but either way, this party is not over yet. Oh! So she says, I'll come in. That's awesome. Oh my God. She comes in, 10 minutes later, the boyfriend comes up, he comes in, 10 minutes after that, they ask me if I wanna go downstairs and hang out with them when my friend goes to the bathroom, and I said, well, for what? And they said, well, you know for what. And I said, actually, I don't. I pretend to know for what on TV. Because I act like I'm really cool, but I really <laughs> don't know for what. And I need you to tell me oh my God. for what. Because I don't awesome. know what to wear downstairs. Yeah. I know. so want to have a threesome. Oh, my God. So, yeah, we did. So, oh, my God. Yeah, I went downstairs. They, they went down a few minutes before me. God, I need to hang out past Oh, me. it was on. Oh, yes. Oh, it was something. So and this then, was, was this your first time ever being with a was, woman? No. No. Okay. So you've been with a woman before. So okay, you have an idea. I oh yes, I I know what to do. Um, it's more than I can say. I know what to do. And yes. so basically, the next time I saw the woman, she had broken up with her boyfriend, and I thought we were going for round two of the of the threesome. And she invited me over, and I went over, and it was just she and I. And I'm like looking at the clock. I'm like, well, what are we supposed to do now? That's awesome. Do you have Uno? I mean, anything? And she was like, no, it's you and me, and you're going to do it. And I did, and we we hung out for nine months. Oh, my God, this is so fascinating to me. See, that's the thing. I do kind of think sometimes I want to date, like dump Dan for a while. a woman and fix her tire if it broke down on the highway and carry all the groceries because I have somebody at home that helps me do that. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do, I can't 
be that guy. I can't go home and sit with your dad and watch football all day. I can't I either, and that's why I'm still single. Like, I can't do any of that shit. I can't change tires. I hate football. Definitely not going to help you carrying your groceries. That's your own fault you bought so many groceries. I you sound gayer by the moment to Thank me. you. All right, I'm going to take that as a compliment. You know I mean, you know, I'm just looking. Just, just, just I'm getting this Maybe look is more. Maybe you're from 30 here. to I'm 35. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep, he's about he's 35 on up. 35. I love it. Isn't that fascinating? Oh, my God, that's so fascinating. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah, huh? well, now I want to find so out. So I'm out of the closet about it. Cool. Uh, great. We tell everything on this that's podcast. It. We don't hold anything back. No, really? I don't want any women coming up to me out on the street trying to get me to date them because you have to woo me and you have to buy me a drink at the bar. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> hey, big boy, you want to buy me a drink? No. You want to buy me a drink. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God, yeah. I love that. Now yeah. I want to know more about having a threesome. Yeah, it's great. I'll tell you later. Okay. Well, we got to talk about a little Real Housewives because I, I want to see if you think that this Real Housewives of Potomac is actually going to be successful. Yeah. What do you think? Well, give me the. I, I want to get the list of all the women's names. Okay. Um, so you have my really good friend, um, one of my closest friends. Her name is Sharice Jackson Jordan, okay. and Sharice is actually the wife of Eddie Jordan. He was a former Wizards coach, head coach. Okay. 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 And then he coached for the 76ers, and now he's up at Rutgers. So she's a big deal, and and I hear that she actually has money. She does. She's got like real legitimate money. Because because there's always with these shows, there's always like a couple of them that don't really have any money, right? Right. I hope you're not gonna ask me all that. But <laughs> no, I, I can only I cannot deny I cannot confirm, no. I can confirm her. I okay. can confirm that Sharice. That's my friend. We were at a birthday party on Saturday night. I mean, we've spent. You know, she was at my house last Christmas. Like you know, that she's a real friend. Um, we had a birthday party, and you know the the person hosting the party said, "Bring a bottle of champagne." Of course, Cherise comes in with two magnums of Bouclico, so oh. that's how she rolls. You know, she need any new friends? <laughs> <laughs> sure, come on over. I'm ready to be. I'm ready to <laughs> hang out with Cherise. Mm -hmm. All right, tell us about some of the other members of the Real Housewives of Potomac. And I, I won't ask you details, but I did also hear the rumor, and this isn't even a rumor. This was published in the Washington Post that Cherise is actually the only one that really lives in Potomac. Right. Well. Uh, there's Karen Huger, who I got on the show. Um, and when I say got on the show, meaning nobody knew who she was, and the producers were looking for cast members. Mm -hmm. And I said, I sat next to this woman named Karen okay. at Knockout Abuse. And she was wild and crazy and a little bit older, and she had a big rack, and she was just like a <laughs> sex she pod. does. I'm looking at her picture right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's Huger. beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Karen's gorgeous. So I connected them, and it worked. Okay. And it's so interesting that... Um, at one of the tapings that I went to, she had not sent me an email or anything. And I said, so really? I make you a star and you don't even tell a bitch thank you? I mean, wow. I what kind of foolishness? And the same thing went for Katie Rost, who was a good friend of mine for a long time. Katie Rost. Okay, um, I'm looking at all the... Three. Uh -huh. That one right there. This one's Katie. She's a um, former model. She dated Russell Simmons for like two seconds. He's more okay. of a friend of hers than... I guess ro yeah. a romantic guy. Um, she's been married, um, and I also got her on the show. She didn't say nothing. What? These so you basically you cast like half the show. Well, I cast those two. Um, my introduction led to them being cast. I will say people don't know this about you because mm -hmm. I think um, 
I, and I've always I've always had this, and I, I feel like it, you're such proof that looks are only skin deep. Because sure. I think, like, when you see you, you're so put together. You always have on gorgeous shoes and expensive, you know, bag or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But you have such an amazing heart, and you help so many people. And working with you, because you and I are working on some other projects, sure. you're so generous with your time, with your advice. And I just feel like... I, I don't know. I'm so excited for your career because if nothing else, I want us to work together Absolutely. and whatever project blows up, whether it's this podcast, like I always want you to be a part of it because you are so no ego, you know, and yeah. that's the thing that I think people don't see about you when they first meet you. I think they probably make assumptions about you, but the truth is you're always so kind. You're always helping your friends. No matter. Are you trying to make me cry? Yeah, no, what? it's true. That's He's the gay one. Yeah, I'm supposed to be crying here. Oh, he'll don't cry. take away my thing. <laughs> I will cry. That is so Wait. nice of you to say because I have adored you from the first moment I met you and Aww. and also because you're such a, a staple in this industry and in this market and in radio and I've heard of heard about you long before I met you and so yeah meeting you also was a surprise for me because I thought oh boy she's gonna be all about her and she was all <laughs> about whoever you're talking to is here about because you're totally engaged and you make eye contact and you really get into the people that you're spending time with. Well, you know, Sammy and I have worked with some real assholes. Yeah. Talk a little bit softer, Sarah. I'm playing everybody hurts right now. So <laughs> try to get the mood right for the crying. It's true. Well, we have we and I've seen a bunch of celebrities. We've interviewed everybody in the music world, and most people are. It's amazing to me that they have a career because they're just total dicks. Yeah. Total penises. The can pe- we talk about it a little bit? Oh my god, more, absolutely. More specifically, I mean, um, can we- I would say. Well, Ashley Simpson was a fucking joke when oh, she okay. came in. She horrendous. was horrendous. Horrendous. She came into the station. What did she want? She wanted oh, a room with all like white flowers and shit. Or oh, she's super late. She did an interview with 99.5. She was. We were all in the Kane show at the time. She wanted Sammy's microphone. Sammy had to move so she could sit in this one spot and she absolutely was drunk or high or intoxicated or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. and you know we called her out for allegedly. it allegedly mm-hmm. allegedly allegedly oh, no, we called her ass out for it because she definitely was and she oh, lashed out so hard her people really? called the station and her record label was never going to send anybody there again and it was like okay your artist is supposedly promoting their album make eye contact be there within a 30 minute you know window and so jessica went crazy huh oh ashley, my god ashley, ashley. ashley. no so Je- Ashley. Ashley. No, that was actually a joke. Uh, Who the hell cares about Ashley Simpson? I don't know. Has she sold any records ever? Or record label? No, not really. I mean, she was hot there for a second. But then she said Saturday Night Live. The people that you don't expect, like the people that you expect, you're like, all right, if they were a complete asshole to me, I would expect that and I would accept that. Like 50 Cent, Timbaland, like P. Diddy. Those are the people that are going to be the nicest and the kindest people to you sure. because they've figured it out. It's when you have someone that has like one hit on the radio, they show up. They're the ones that walk by. They're like, here, take my jacket and go get me some water. I'm like, bitch, I'm, you're interviewing on our show. Like, no. Exactly. Like, sit the fuck down. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? I'm going to grab your jacket. No, 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 no. And so I will say, Timbaland, super cool. 50 Cent was easily one of the coolest guys I ever met. Like, I met him numerous times and he's always just been really laid back, chill, yeah. very, you know, I don't know. So I would say, like, the bigger they are, usually the cooler they are, it's the the up-and-comers. Like you said, yeah, because you know, they're not just get sure. their first little taste of fame, and yeah. they're just trying to lash out at everyone who ever told them no. Right, and they need people to validate, like, am, am I am I big yet? Am I A-list yet? Uh, I'll know because everybody is going to be scurrying around. Yeah. And I think, you know, once you're, like, a Diddy and, shit, you've been rich for 20 years and you've been Diddy for 20 years, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, 
it's not that much champagne I can drink. It's not that much. I know you're. Let like, me just come in here and handle my business and then go home. I think too, it's people behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in New York and I was pitching like my project to people. I mean, it was such a great experience because it was super cutthroat. People stole your ideas. You know, you and I talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. that you really have to button up your ideas, mm-hmm. legally, everything, before you share it. Because and you also have to move fast. You have to move fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it, it's not even, we've interviewed some celebrities, like I said, that have been difficult, but it's even the people behind the scenes, whether it's radio, TV, um, you know, and I, I won't say, that I've worked for some other stations here there can be some difficult TV people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's amazing. I mean, people really don't wish you well. They don't want to yeah. help you. And they will take your ideas. And you are just the opposite of that, which is why I love you. And Thank you. I feel like we'll always help each other. That's right. I just can't wait for people to see you and you be even more famous. Can you take me a lunch? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy I thought you that a was drink. A, I thought that was a good time to ask. Are you still playing that sad song? No. <laughs> Okay, so, so the rest anyway, of the anyway, until we produce our own show. Yeah, so yeah. who else is interesting? Now, Ashley Darby is the one that I believe is the part owner of the restaurant Oz, she right? She is. Mm-hmm. She and her husband own Oz. I've never been there. I haven't been there either, and I live actually very close to it. It was absolutely destroyed in the Washington Post. Yes. They Now, said when you it was drive terrible. by, is it like tumbleweeds or? Tumbleweeds. Oh, really? Tumbleweeds. It's a, I hope she's great as a person. I've never met yeah. any of these women, but there is nobody there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and and Dan, my boyfriend, always goes. They're holding on till the show. They're wow. they're paying the rent till the show. They're hoping that the show. And I'm like, I'm sure they are because Lisa Vanderpump. So a whole community will turn on a spot like that, huh? Well, and it's L.A. But yeah. the rumor is that Lisa Vanderpump's uh, restaurants out there, sir, all those notoriously have horrible Yelp ratings for the food. But you go because it's Lisa Vanderpump. Sure. And I'm guilty of going when I was in L.A. with our co-host Mel. Of course, totally we went away. to Sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went to Sir. It was great. It was a, the vibe was awesome, which I think, I hope Oz can turn it around because I just don't know they have that vibe. Yeah. You know, well, LA also, is I don't know if you huge. know much about like Australian food, <laughs> but Australian food is pretty shitty to begin with. So it's like tough to, you know, I think one of the best reviews I read was like, well, they did the Australian food thing, right? Bland and tasteless. Like, <laughs> Because that's what it is. Like Australian food isn't really like it's, Australia isn't really known for its well, you know for its culinary. It's so interesting how people that have well, she did work at L two, so she her okay, which was in still open, right? It's still open. It's a private club, and I used to be a member there for several years. And you know, how was that? Was that worth the membership? Well, they extended an, a complimentary membership oh. to me to be completely oh, go. since we're sharing. I've been turned away from L two so many times, only from the comeback. <laughs> like, wait, wait, wait! Sorry, 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 sorry. We didn't realize you were Sammy. You look way too homeless to be. Sammy. Get in, get in, get How in. How do they like, know that you're Sammy? Do you pull out your? No, you say, I told Google me. Because I would be like on the list to be there for some event, but I would show up like in you know <laughs> shitty t-shirt, shitty jeans. I didn't care at all. They'd be like, "Sir, no, you can't come." I'm like, all right, and I'd be like, so my friends are going like, "Yeah, we're on the Sam list." Like, where's Sam? Like. You guys denied him at the entrance, so he's walking away like, oh, go get him then. What are you doing? Like, I know. Yes. I think I've been there twice, and I've always been I with it. somebody else. I liked it. it in was its fun. heyday, it was hot. It was yeah. hot, man. And Ashley was a cocktail server. Ah, oh, okay. And that's where she met her husband. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, and, and he's daddy, uh, Big Daddy Warbucks or whatever. Oh, is he going to? I wonder if he's going to be on the show. Um, here. He will be on the show, yeah. Oh, good. I can't wait to hear about Absolutely. him. Um, okay, so she's the restaurant over. Robin Dixon, do we talk Robin about Robin? Robin Dixon is a PR rep. She works for a company called the ABBA Agency here in town. We know, uh, we you know, know ABBA. ABBA very well. So, yeah, Robin works for her. Oh, really? And well, that'll be married, interesting. She's married, kind of not married, or married to Juan Dixon. He is a 
basketball player, former basketball player. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and they're they're they still live together, but they're divorced, something like that. I don't know. I'm not sure about her situation. And then she's lovely. It's Giselle Bryant. Giselle is the ex-wife of Jamal Bryant, who is a very popular um, pastor in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, okay, good. So maybe she'll bring a little um, spirituality to the group. A little spirituality, a, a little, you know, a little neck snapping, a little <laughs> finger snapping, and head popping, eye rolling. You know, she's that girl. Well, I actually had a question kind of that I thought was because between the first uh, Real Housewives and this one, right, mm -hmm. they had an all-white cast for the first one. And well, they, and, and Stacy, And Stacy Turner. Sorry, sorry. sorry. And yeah. So they had an almost all-white cast for the first one. And this one's she was all African-American. So like, you were close. How do you, like, was there, was there like, a reason behind that? Or was it just kind of randomly they just kind of picked that? Well, I have to or? tell you something really funny. I was at Fox 5, and they we were talking about Real Housewives of Potomac. Yeah. And on the, on the big bam, on the big screen, <laughs> the big monitor, yeah. they had the pictures of all the ladies up. And one of the one of the guys working on set said, "Well, they say it's an all-black cast, but all I see is four white ladies because they're like all blonde, yeah. you know, the 36-inch blonde weaves down to the floor. You know, it's oh like my God. the man was like, I don't. Is this the right cast? It's all white ladies. I was that like, you great. know what." This this weave this lace front business has just really taken over the world. So what's your prediction? Do you think it will get picked up for a second season? I think it will get picked up for a second season only because Ooh, okay. they can't cancel two from the same market after the first season. And I don't really know. I know these women. It's they're not like Atlanta. Um, it will be a different type of show. If people are expecting it to be like Atlanta times whatever or Atlanta 2.0 is not going to happen. Really? So you just don't think they'll have the drama, the Nene leaks of the group? No, they won't have that. They won't really? have that. No, I don't think so. I Anybody, think that's going to uh, be tough. Do we plan on having any uh, Kim Richardson's with uh, Get Tardy for the Party or whatever? Oh, Kim. Um, Oh, Kim, what's Kim her name? Kim's, oh, I don't know what the name is. I don't watch that shit. But yeah, is there anyone oh, that's like a singer? He is wavering. He's like, <laughs> then, wavering. I waver real straight. bad. Yeah, I don't watch that crap. I don't watch this that. stuff. My game is on. <laughs> My game. I got to watch the game. I got money on this. I'm more into yeah, watching documentaries on penguins. That's kind of my Okay, and so. he's gay again. There you go. <laughs> Just like, that. Just like that. And actually, oh he's God. a lesbian. We go back and forth. <laughs> he's not even a gay man. He's a total lesbian. We go back and forth. All right, so you think it'll hit a season two, but it's well, not going to Well, I think it'll hit a season vibe. two. I mean, I want it to wow me. I want it to knock my socks off. I'm going to go to a party on Sunday that they're having here in D.C., and I want my friends to succeed, and I want them. And I think any show that can survive here in D.C. is great for all of us. Right, that work it's in this the industry truth. Because we have... You know, we need a few things to sustain and to have some consistency here. I know. I'm hoping for that reason it does. Too. I hope so as well. Um, I was going to ask you, so I do think that's a little interesting about that it's probably not going to have the same vibe as Atlanta because mm -hmm. I think here we might be okay with it, but the rest of the country that watches, I think they're going to expect Atlanta, right? They're going to expect Atlanta, and I think people here mm -hmm. are going to hate on it, kind of like what you were saying, how nobody wanted them to shoot there. Yeah. I mean, the vibe I get is always, ugh. I'm so over it. I think people were so happy when DC was canceled, people that live here. Really? They just don't want that kind of attention here. Well, I feel I have this theory huh. on it, and I feel like because you have the greatest minds, the greatest politicians, the greatest bureaucrats in the nation, in the world, coming to work here, 
that we really don't need to be known for having a bunch of real housewives that can sit there and throw a hissy fit in a, in a party or whatever. Like, we have some of the greatest scientists, some of the greatest minds in D.C. that I think people want to be known for that. Sure. As opposed to be known for, you know, oh, yeah, we got the real housewives. Like, And then those people don't want those cameras to catch them doing, doing something. Doing bad stuff, yeah. You know, or talking to someone that mm-hmm. they talked to or, you know. So, yeah. yeah, they want that far, far, far away. Um, okay, what about being fake? Is it? Do you think that over the years, Bravo has just created these storylines that have gotten ridiculous? Because I think the Real Housewives, when it first started, really was their drama. But don't you see it now as, like, it's Absolutely. so... I mean, I see it in, you know... Of course, we you have to stay it. in good grace of all those people. Yeah. But, you know, if you see somebody having a conversation, their mouth is still moving, and then it goes mute. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes to another woman in her testimonial. You'll know that they are shaping the story that they would like to tell you. So although that person said it, and a lot of times people say, well, they can't put words in our mouth, and I really did say it. Yeah, they said it, but they're, they're muting out. They're taking pieces of a conversation that happened over here. They're really creating um, an atmosphere of tension and But confusion. in your opinion, do you think they're writing the storylines now? Because They're not writing them. You don't think so? Because there's a lot of controversy about the Real Housewives of Orange County with mm-hmm. that Brooks uh, Aries there who faked cancer. And a lot of people think, hey, look, maybe there was a shred of truth of that, but then no, Bravo I goes, No, I think they're firing the women so quickly, and now all of the other ah. women are like, oh, wait a minute. Now Real Housewives have started off as kind of a novelty, but now it's my family's main paycheck, mm-hmm. so I have to stay on this show. And they're looking at the other women, and they're thinking, how can I amp this up? Okay, well, i got to get cancer. I mean, you know, right? it's ridiculous, and it's horrifying, but... You do think that is the truth. Taking it up to um, another level. Um, Before we let you go, you're doing something really cool. You're starting your own modeling agency here. It started. It's It's Paul Wartson Model Management. The website is pwm2.com. pwm2.com. We have five boards, fitness, fashion, uh, promotional, and indie board for people like Sammy that are, like, cool and hip, and they have piercings and stuff. Do you have piercings? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, nipples. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have celebrities. We know what that means. Celebrities like Vivica Fox and my best friend Omarosa, and um, all sorts of people that are on the board. Kamaya Adams, who actually dates Bradley Beal, she was on Love and Hip Hop, and she lives okay. here in DC. So yeah, we're booking all those kind of people, and we're having a lot of fun. I'm actually a partner in a cold pressed juice company too. You're kidding. I'm on a seven day cleanse. You know, everybody over at Fox is, is this on, what they're doing? The no, Fox Five they're group? doing. Their own cleanse. Okay. They didn't tell me they were going to do it, but they could have done mine. But check out thesqueezejuice.com. Oh, I want to do looks this. Delicious. It's so. fantastic. And I have a new line of, <gasps> of cold-pressed mocktails that are coming out in February that we're really excited about. Um, and I'm going to be doing them here locally. And then on a big national show, I'm going to make the debut. Thesqueeze.com. Thesqueezejuice.com. Thesqueezejuice.com. And where can we buy them? Can we buy them just only online? Or you can, can you buy, buy them only online. There's five stores in New York, but soon they'll be down here in D.C. And also to check out my daily blog, you can go to paulwartonstyle.com. And also. What? Oh, tell us everything. Yeah, yeah, please. Here's one quick thing. Um, I am doing an on-camera training class, an in-studio. Do you see that on I my Instagram? I saw that. Yes, an I wanted to know more. An on-camera training class because I have so many friends that always ask me for tips, whether they're being interviewed as uh, the expert or whether they want to break into this business. And I was spending a lot of time giving people these kind of tips, and I said, well, let me just go ahead and book the studio, have the people come in, and I wrote 
kind of the, the whole outline of it, and it's going to be phenomenal. So it's January 26th, 27th, 28th wow. to start, and people can register for that on paulwartonstyle.com. paulwartonstyle.com. And that'll be if like you're in the media business at all. Government contractor, you need to speak oh, in front of public groups. Absolutely. You can work on all the jitters that. there, so when you get on set somewhere or get in front of people, you're cool. I love it. And if you have talent, please, yeah. please, please, please. Paul cheap. is awesome. Well, yeah. and you're just great. You know so many people. Like I said, and you know, I really would trust you. You know, you're not exploiting anybody. Right. You really want the best for people, and you're honest. So I'm sure you're going to tell people, look, I can either help you with your modeling career or not. Exactly. You exactly. Know. I just want to thank you all for having me here oh, today. We love we you, appreciate Paul. it, Paul. Thank you. Okay, one more time. You have yeah. a great um, Twitter following as well. It's at Paul yes, Wharton. It's at is it at Paul? It's at Paul Wharton on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's at Paul Wharton Style. At Paul Wharton style. Yes. Okay. Thank you, guys. Yay, Thank you. Yes, I love, love you. you. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> Get over here, boy. See you, man.